0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Digital Killed the Radio Star podcast. As always, this is David. I'm here along with my friend Chris. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Um, doing good. Had a had a good week of live music. I know um, Tuesday night you saw some live music as well. Why don't you tell everybody who you saw?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think this is a. I think this will be a good opportunity for us to just kind of show to show just how diverse our the, the music we'll discuss will actually be by this. Because what you were at and what I was at on Tuesday completely different shows. You'd agree, right?
0: It's it was Bernie Sanders <laughs> and Ted Cruz. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, on Tuesday I got to see um, I got to see "Suicidal Tendencies" with Crowbar opening, and um, I've always enjoyed "Suicidal Tendencies." I was familiar with Crowbar, not not big into them, but it was really cool to see "Suicidal." Um, Dave Lombardo, longtime Slayer drummer, is on drums now. And uh, the guy is just a beast. I mean, one of the greatest metal drummers of all time and just an incredible live band. You know, and for, for Mike Muir, you know, the, really the only original suicidal member to still to still be performing the way he is, considering they've been around since the early 80s. He's an entertainer. I, I didn't really know just how good he was, but, but that was that was my show. I guess now you can tell how different yours was.
0: Well, I went Tuesday night to see Sunvolt here in. Uh, just let everybody know. I live in right outside of Jackson, Mississippi, and and Chris lives in Memphis. I uh, went to a place called Dueling Hall to see Sunvolt. and first time I've seen Sunvolt in. When did we see him in Birmingham, Chris.
1: You know that have, wouldn't that have to be at least four or five years ago?
0: Actually, I think it was 2010 because I think our mutual friend sent us a. Uh, a text about that that's a concert we'll just dis- we'll talk about in a future yeah. <laughs> future episode anyway they sounded great and um, two maybe two slow songs uh, they did uh 10 second news and uh what's the news the it's a real slow song off the news uh the southern and the cairo or something like that um, I know
1: there's one with Cairo in the name. I can't think of the full, I can't think of the title right now.
0: Yeah. They, I know the song though. They, they, they did that. But uh, as you know, it's a typical Sunvolt show as far as I think Farrar said a total of maybe 30 words, the whole concert. Yeah. And uh, you know, how I think you and I've talked about this before. He's so, he so wants to get to the next song in between, you know, songs that I mean, it, there's just, there's no wasted energy. And toward the end they were getting, it was the song before windfall and you would agree the pedal steel plays a prominent role in windfall, would you not? Yeah, absolutely. Mar- All right, Mark Spencer's amp goes out, and he is literally fusing, tr- trying to change the fuse on the amp. And they're getting ready to go into windfall, and Ferrar's just got this look like, I don't care if it's up or not, we're, we're rolling. Farrar
1: probably looked like he wanted to kill him.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, he probably had to walk to the next uh, venue. <laughs> but uh, th- they played... I think five songs off the new album, and it was very, very loud. Just and the old songs that they played were all very upbeat and heavy songs. And I know they're in the southeast right now. If you get a chance, go see them. Um, you know, good concert. Not, you know, you're not going to be seeing David Lee Roth on on the stage. That's for sure. But, but
1: you know, it's one one cool thing. Not to interrupt, but the we're uh, talking about playing some of the new cuts off off a uh, new album. A lot of times when we go to shows, you don't really want to hear, you know, about one, maybe two of them. I'm actually really, not, when I see them, I'm really looking forward to hearing those new songs, you know, and Jay always is going to play a handful. Just like we're talking about I was at Suicidal the other night, and they played one off their new album, a song called Clap Like Ozzy. But um, really, and it's a really good song, but they just did one, and then it was just hits, or, well, fan favorites because they don't have hits. But yeah, I mean, Sun Vault, I, those are songs I'm looking forward to, that new album. So we've talked about that in a prior podcast. The new album's just stellar.
0: Right, they played "Promise to the World," "Back Against the Wall," um, "Sinking Down," um, the Cherokee the, Street, right? Yeah, they opened with Cherokee Street, and they played that that Cairo, 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 or however you say it, in Southern. But real back, we're quick going back to suicidal tendencies. I think I told you my <laughs> my knowledge of suicidal tendencies is a bandana and a Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates hat that one of the guys. Yeah,
1: the old guitarist used to wear that, that Pittsburgh Pirates hat
0: and kind and, of uh, kind of an, kind of an iconic the
1: bandana,
0: right? Kind of an iconic uh, image because that, like I said, I, I couldn't have told you a song they you know they that they play if I just remember you know like all the metal edge magazines. But you you were telling me they're basically um, thrash meets hardcore slash punk.
1: Yeah, I mean they were kind of a uh, one of the fail you know one of the one of the one of the first ones to really—it's—they they, called it the—it was—it's categorized as crossover, and suicidal, a band called the Crowmags. Uh, you probably heard of Agnostic Front.
0: They—they mm-hmm.
1: they were all kind of this uh, crossover, where it was just that blend of the hardcore and the metal kids coming out together, and um, it's good. I mean, you li- if you listen to their first record, it's—it's it's pretty much a hardcore record, and they get as they got a, you know, over the years they've had more, of, almost more of a metal sound. A well, Really good band, fun band um i mean i recommend checking them out if you never have them I mean, if you're into the metal punk, they're a great band just a classic you know california skate punk band well
0: if you're familiar with uh metallica and robert Trujillo, he was he was in suicidal tendencies for a while correct
1: yeah absolutely i think he came on god i'm telling you just to start with you're going to check him out um Lights Camera revolution i think that was his first one which is you know maybe they're i mean it's one of their best
0: yeah, and I always, for some reason, always thought they were almost like a, a rap metal band, but um, I, well, I they guess... Well, was... they had
1: some, they touched on that in some of their songs, but it's more of a, more just kind of a fast talk. Well... You know, but, uh, yeah, there was there was touches
0: on it. Yeah, I mean, give them, y'all can go on Spotify and give them a listen and, and see what you think. Before we get going again with our topic for the day, last night... Um, I went to something pretty cool, the Experience Hendrix uh, concert here in Jackson, and if, if you're not familiar with it, they're they're all over the southeast the next couple of weeks. It's basically some of the greatest guitar players on earth getting together and playing Jimi Hendrix songs. Uh, Zach Wilde, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith, Johnny Lang, uh, the guy that's the guitar player for Los Lobos, Eric Johnson, uh, Dweezil Zappa, and uh, just a really good show. Zach Wild is a beast, just a beast. Definitely one of the best players out there. In my Literally and figuratively just a beast. It's the only way I, I know how to uh, – Yeah, it looks like a Viking. Oh, complete, complete <laughs> Viking. Um, great show. I know they're coming to Memphis, New Orleans, I think Houston um, in the next week or so. So if you're listening to this and live in one of those areas, it's money well spent. Uh, before we get going on our topic, I do want to tell you that this is the first podcast that we're recording where Chris and I are not in the same room, we're actually about 200 miles apart. And so uh, if there are any audio issues or things that um, uh, may annoy you with the sound quality of this, let us know, it's kind of a test run. If, if this doesn't work, then we'll continue to do it in person. It's certainly not a big deal. Before we do get going, I do wanna tell everybody we are finally on iTunes. That was a uh, labor of love this week I had a couple of days off this week and and really put in some time making that work so the easiest thing you can do now is go to the iTunes app on your phone or go to um, I'm sorry the podcast app on your phone or go to iTunes and subscribe it'll automatically download to your your device um, as soon as we upload it and if you could go on there and rate us and get a, give us a review. And the reason I say that's not to hear, you know, if you have nice things to say, of course we want to hear that. But the more ratings and reviews we get, the more exposure the podcast will get with linking up to other podcasts. We're, we're in the music category, and so it will uh, link, link us up to some more high, higher profile podcasts and hopefully increase our listenership. And I, since our last podcast, I have started a YouTube channel. And I have two videos up from Sunvolt and two videos up from Experience Hendrix last night. So that is uh, Digital Killed the Radio Star on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. We're on Twitter at Digital Killed, uh, obviously on Facebook, still on SoundCloud as before. And we're now on Instagram at uh, Digital Killed the Radio Star. So Chris, I think we got all the social media platforms covered.
1: Definitely sounds like it. I think, I think we're on our way, man.
0: Well, today's episode is going to be a fun one. I think it's uh, we're going to talk about cover songs. And uh, as I was thinking about doing this episode, you know, when a few years ago bands doing all cover albums were kind of it's kind of, they were kind of looked upon the way uh, bands were probably in the late nineties when they started doing the uh, state fair circuit. You know, it's kind of looked upon as well. They don't have anything else to do. They're just going to cover stuff that they know is good and. I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to go in and do that to record, you know, a covers album. But cover songs, you know, have been around, you know, since the beginning of music. But uh, used to, um, you would see them. Uh, maybe a band would just cover one song on an album, which is a lot of the ones I'm going to talk about. But also, it's becoming more and more popular to have themed cover albums. Like uh, Enconium is a kind of a famous one. A Led Zeppelin one that came out in the '90s and I know the band had one called I can't I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, uh, they're becoming more and more uh, popular. It's kind of like uh, the um, the movies, you know. They keep re um, rebooting movies like S- uh, Spider Man and X Men and things like that, and so. Um, the covers are get, are getting better, um, Chris. What what are your what are your thoughts initially? Just when you hear cover song and kind of the history of them. I mean, I, I love to hear. I
1: And mean, I think I think one thing too um, is in the past, kind of like live albums, cover songs. It yeah, it kind of looks at your a cover song or a greatest a cover album or a greatest hits or a live album. A lot of times it looks like you're out of material but then also too a lot of times it's to fulfill a record contract right you know a lot of times guys want out of their record deal and you know they're they owe them say atlantic records they owe them three albums and that'll be a good way to just put one out and get out of it quicker but i love cover songs you know when they're done right and and i really like it when they make it their own you know i don't want to hear the same thing because you know what you're probably not going to do it as well. If I like the song, you're probably not going to do it as well. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a. I was trying to think about this and think about different songs, and I'm sure I'll leave out, you know, half of my favorite cover songs. You know, because when you're trying to think off the top of your head, it's tough.
0: Oh, this is a, it's, but, it's impossible to narrow this down.
1: Yeah, and so and that's why when we were talking about this, you know, we were just like, hey, let's just let's not do like we've done on some of the fire podcasts or we have we have a list and I don't know. Nah, let's just, let's just discuss songs. You know, I mean, it's, um, no, no flow to this. It's just conversation. Um, and if you haven't heard some of these songs, yeah, you know, maybe you like the original and you go check out the cover that we name.
0: Yeah. And it also probably give us an opportunity to go off on a little bit on maybe something about each band that we're going to talk about, um, what we like or don't like about the band. So I'll, uh, I'll start it off, Chris, and, and tell you, uh, you're going to laugh at this one. Um, one that I really like listening to, and it's not on Spotify, and I think probably you'd have to go on Amazon to get it. It's, you, it's probably, I don't know if how many are still out there, but there was a Kiss compilation album that came out, man, was it 95, 96? I remember that. Yeah, something like that. And Garth Brooks covered Hard Luck Woman. I
1: remember that. That's good. That's a good cover,
0: and it's really good. And, and I'm 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 not a Garth Brooks fan, or really a country music fan, or what passes for country music these days. But you know, you think about it, that's almost a perfect song for him. And that, correct me if I'm wrong. That was Peter Chris that did the original, right? I think I think so. I'm not I'm not
1: big on Kiss, but I think he did. Yeah, and Garth is like I mean. He's like just about everybody else that age, you know. They grew up if they if, they, if they're a kid of the '80s, they probably grew up just worshiping the author of Kiss. I mean, it's just about everybody, and so it doesn't matter if Garth. I mean, Garson's to rock, you know. That's why he. That's why I mean, he's known to put on a rock show.
0: Yeah, basically. But, yeah, yeah, that's he, a cool cover. Yeah, I think he even did the Tonight Show, so uh, he got some mainstream attention. And then when you hear Garth Brooks is covering Kiss, I'm sure a lot of people are like, hmm. Wondering how that's going to go. That that's one that uh, immediately stuck out to me is kind of, and be honest with you, I, I I'm not a mega Kiss fan. Um, and I have several other albums and and realize how important they were to rock, but honestly, I'd never heard Hard Work Woman until I heard that cover. So I went back and I like the original as well. So they did. Yeah, their, it is good. Did their job.
1: Well, I'm gonna just one that I, I mean I'm gonna just go ahead and start off with so yeah. If you if you've listened to all of our podcast you're you're already picking up a trend that you know they should be they should be catching on by now that your favorite band is black crows and my favorite is social distortion right and i think social distortion just i love their cover songs because when i talk about doing things different well mike ness is going to do them different because he's going to make it a little bit punk uh, he's just going to rock them out first one is um well of course it's kind of a punk song to begin with anyway but it's a song called death or glory by the clash and uh just a great great cover um making believe which and death or glory by the way is it's not on an album of mine it's a it's a rarity but i I mean i have it i got some bootleg that has it but the next two are on albums first one's uh next one's making believe which is i'm struggling right now is it i want to say it's patsy klein and it starts out kind of sounding like a just a regular country song and of course he uh He uh, puts the social distortion spin on it. And then, of course, the one that they're known for and that they pretty much close every show with, Ring of Fire.
0: Yeah, I I knew you were going to bring that one up.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is just a, you talk about a badass cover song. That's it. I mean, they, and they will rock that one out. If you, if you, I'm sure you've probably heard that. Everybody's, most people listening to this probably have have heard that cover. But if you have not and you want to check it out, check out the live at the Roxy version. I, I mean, it's probably about seven minutes long and it is just.
0: It's awesome. You know, and he really doesn't, uh, on that song, he really doesn't change much up on it. I mean, it's just it's just a a, a a faster drums and electric guitar. Faster tempo, yeah. Yeah, just a faster
1: tempo. I mean, that's pretty much it. And, of course, no, no trumpets. But, yeah, I mean, he pretty much sticks to the original. And, I mean, I, I just named two country songs that he's done. He's done, He's covered a lot of other ones with his solo albums and with Social Distortion, but those are the two. Those are the two country songs I really
0: love by him. Well, and, and I mean, he has such an affinity and fondness for that that genre of music, especially yeah, from, from, from especially from that time frame. Um, well, he, did,
1: he did a song. He did it. We we're talking about doing cover songs, doing cover albums. He did a cover album called "Under the Influences," and other than. Um, I fought the law. I think they're all country
0: songs. They are. It's, it, you know, after we did our last podcast, I w- went to Wikipedia and was reading about, um, cheating at solitaire. Yeah. And next thing you know, you know how you hype have all the hyperlinks in Wikipedia. And I yeah. wound up on that. I was like, Ooh, a covers album by him. And you're right. Other than, um, than that one, it was. they were all obscure country songs, at least obscure to me, maybe not to hardcore country people. Yeah,
1: some of them are more known, and if people listening to this are a fan of classic country, they, they'll know some of the songs that he does on there, you know, like George Jones, Once a Day. I mean, that's... And and there's a... I can't remember which Hank Williams song he has on there, because he's covered... He's covered them on both of his solo albums. He's covered Hank Williams. But, yeah, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool uh, country album.
0: Yeah, and... It also goes to show you, just so much has to do with presentation because a lot of those songs he really, it's not like he's really rearranging them, it, you know, it it, it it sounds country and then he does it and you're like, wow, there's a lot of punk and country.
1: Yeah, well, and that, and there's you know one of my really good friends, we're we're both into a lot of punk music and there's a trend that's going more and more where the the punk rocker is putting down the guitar, are putting down the you know putting down the electric guitar and they're bringing in the stand-up bass and they're doing folk or
0: rockabilly country.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of them doing that because, you know, he just sent me a link that, um, I can't think of his name right now, but his favorite band is bad religion and the singer of bad religion just put out kind of a country album. Hmm. And I mean, he's not the only one, Mike Ness, you know, you got Chuck Reagan from hot water music, you know, Dave Hawes, who I recently turned you on to, you know, he is from a punk band. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on. There's more and more of them doing it. And it, it to your point, it makes you think, well, I mean, there must be more of a uh, correlation, similarity between these two genres than you really think.
0: I, I t- I'll tell you one crossover country album that you don't want to listen to is Steven Tyler's quote-unquote country album. <laughs>
1: well, I've heard a few clips, and I that was enough for me.
0: That's the Jump in the Shark edition of uh, Rock Going to, to Country. Oh um, uh, Yeah, I'll stay away from that. What well, do you got next? Well, I, I was going to talk about a, a song that um, probably a lot of people may not know is a cover song, and that is uh, Guns N' Roses' Knocking on Heaven's Door. And it was originally written by Bob Dylan. Uh, was a soundtrack, I think, for it Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid back in like 72 or 73. And, I mean, they have just really made that song their own. And they were you know performed it before they did appetite that was something that they performed and it's just been a you know you go see them live regardless of incarnation they're going to play it
1: well I would have listed that if you hadn't Uh, I mean killer 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 cover song
0: yeah and it you know you when you hear it you don't go this is a Bob Dylan song you know the way they have it it arranged and live you know we saw them this summer they stretch it out eight or nine minutes and just really it's kind of one of the highlights of their shows now yeah like I said make it
1: your own you know, that's
0: what I love. Right. And um, I've heard, I haven't heard Dylan perform it, but I've heard, um, I think he actually wrote it with Roger McGuinn, you know, from the birds. And I've heard, I've heard him play it live, you know, stripped down acoustically. And mm-hmm. you, you you can hear some of the similarities, but Guns N' Roses have, have made that their own. Yeah, Definitely.
1: Well, you know, not to shift in that too quick, but it's just a, it's a perfect time to come in with this. You, you mentioned two artists, which I'm going to put together as they one covering the other. You mentioned obviously Dylan, right, knocking on Heaven's door, and you mentioned the Birds, mm-hmm. Mr. Tambourine Man. You ain't going nowhere. I mean, and and that's that's also one that a lot of people may not even know that Dylan did that because it was the Birds that made it to hit.
0: Right, yeah. and and I think. Roger McGuinn basically regardless if he's in the Verge or, or by himself is always covering Bob Dylan.
1: Yeah, and that this that's, that's a great one. I mean, it, and not to jump too much, but it, you also got to include uh, All Along the Watchtower by Hendrix, another Dylan song.
0: It that completely made that his own.
1: Yeah, so it's a, I mean, Bob Dylan is he's made some he's kind of like a uh, kind of like one of those guys, kind of like Tom Waits, you know, people cover his songs and nobody even it's like Nobody even knows the original. I mean, it's more likely. I mean, it's more likely they won't know the Tom Waits version. But um, but even some of those Dylan songs, you know,
0: because a lot of his stuff is not. These songs we're naming were not really hits for him. Right. Yeah. You know, recently, well, not recently. It's ten or twelve years ago. He had an album out, and he had a song called Mississippi, and Sheryl uh, Crow did a cover of it, and uh, so did the Dixie Chicks. That, that was really good, and that was kind of odd that you had somebody basically covering a song about the time the album comes out, which yeah. is, normally it's kind of a looking, you know, a retro cover, um, on, um, m- most cover songs that you see. It's just kind of rare to see one being covered. That's basically brand new, but uh, yeah, you're right. Roger McGlynn just has spent a lot of time covering Dylan. I mean, you know, and I'll be honest with you, most Dylan songs I'd rather hear somebody else perform them than him anyway.
1: Well, I mean, and i see what you're saying I, I do like the early dylan the acoustic stuff you know as he you know once he got into the 70s and all on i'm not I just give me dylan in the 60s and i'm good um but you know just throwing one out for a buddy shannon i don't particularly love the cover but even
0: ministry has covered you know bob dylan they did lay lady Lee. oh yeah because he uh what's the guys the ministry's guys um... No, Jergensen. Jergensen loved the bass line. I've, I've talked with I've talked with Shannon about that. He's like, "Yeah, Jergensen loved the bass line."
1: Yeah, so there you go, Shannon. I threw you a bone, man. I talked about ministry.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of the birds, um, one of the songs I was going to talk about, and I'm not sure if you've heard this or not. I think it's mainly I know it's in their the recently released box set, but Wilco covered the Birds Hundred Years from Now," which was off the uh, Birds "Sweetheart of the Rodeo." And I heard it. I, I absolutely love it, and man, if Wilco could just still sound like that, uh, just sounds like a good kind of sloppy bar band, um, you know, playing. And, and Wilco definitely, unfortunately, is not that anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. We talked about them too on prior podcasts. It's uh, it's one of those bands that I've pretty much um, have got the gravestone on them. You know, they uh, they just don't the new stuff just doesn't do it for me. It's a, it's
0: a shame. Yeah. And this, I'm pretty sure was recorded, I think about the, around the time of being there. So Jay Bennett was in the band, which makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, definitely. It's no, no knock on the, on the guys that are in there now. They're all great musicians, but, uh, Jay Bennett just brought something special to that band. And unfortunately he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. What's uh what's another one you like, Chris?
1: You know, I got, I'm going to throw one. That's uh, this one is a cover that I, I really love. And it's, it's, I'll just I'll talk about two of them at the same time because I'm gonna transition from one to the other. But, but I mentioned Chuck Reagan earlier is a is a guy that does the uh, folky countryish singer songwriter type stuff. But he's in a uh, punk band called Hot Water Music, and the band still does some stuff. They're actually working on a new album now. They're just not they're not uh they're not permanently together. They're they're not broken up, but they'll get back together and record and do a brief tour every now and then, and. Um, Hot Water Music did a, a compilation disc with a bunch of rarities, B-sides, and they did a cover of uh, Springsteen No Surrender. And that's another... I mean, it's it's still... You can tell it's No Surrender. They're not going to completely throw you off, but it is... I mean, they rocked the hell out of that song. And with Chuck Reagan's gravelly voice, it's just... I love that one. Um, if you're a Springsteen fan, check it out. And then, while I am talking Springsteen... He did a uh, now I cannot think he, even the, the guy who originally did the song, but um, he did a song called Trapped, and it's a it's a reggae artist. I, I, I wish I could think of his name right now, but it's the only thing Bruce has released. He released that on the uh, Essential Springsteen, the two or three disc set that he did, and that's one that he doesn't play a lot often. He doesn't play it live often, but when he does, and I was fortunate enough to see it once live. It has a huge, huge reaction. Um, just a really, really good cover.
0: Well, you're talking about "No Surrender." What album is that off of for Bruce? Born in the USA. Is it okay? Well, I know. Um, does Gaslight Anthem cover that, or is Brian Fallon sang it with Springsteen?
1: Well, he sang it with Springsteen, which is actually that's another good one. They, they did. A, you can, you can, you can find a bootleg copy of that of that show, but it was the. They didn't. I don't think they made an official album release, but they did a, a DVD Blu-ray release of um, a show that he played at one of those big festivals in London. And the name of the uh, DVD is London Calling. And Brian Fallon is uh, of, of a Gaslight Anthem is just a Springsteen nut. And uh, you know Fallon, Fallon is, for those of you who don't know Fallon's from Jersey, and that's just his his hero and Springsteen it's, it's a really cool story, but Springsteen he, Fallon was talking about how, uh, they were on the same, they were on the same festival and Springsteen came backstage looking for those guys. And he had heard their, their, uh, first two albums and he came back like, Hey man, I really like your first two albums. I, I love your, I, I love your albums. And of course they were just blown away. And they said, that's kind of when they knew that they had arrived when Springsteen came back there. and Springsteen asked Fallon if he wanted to play a song with him. And, um, they did no surrender, and the verse that Fallon has just since just chills up my spine. There's so many because we we've talked about this. The way the guy emotes is just awesome. But now they haven't officially covered it, but it's worth a listen. That's another that. You, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another good good version of a great song.
0: Yeah, and if you've never listened to Gaslight Anthem, just go buy all their CDs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do it now. Don't wait. And, buy, and while you're at it, go ahead and buy a Fallon's solo disc. And also he did something called The Horrible Cruise. So
0: anyway, right. what do you got? Well, I was going to talk about a, uh, a song that, that I love. Uh, most people may not be familiar with the person that covers it, but uh, it's a version of the Rolling Stones' Dead Flowers by Gilby Clark, who for a brief time was a rhythm guitar player in the Guns N' Roses.
1: That's on my list, oh. and I'm not even joking. That's well, the, on my list. Well, this is a fu- this is love a first. That cover. I
0: think we have three or four things we actually agree on.
1: Yeah, I love that cover. That's a, I mean that, and I love that album. I mean it's other Gilby albums are kind of you know they're not there's some filler on them. Oh, not that one.
0: No, that one that is that is a great album. Con Shop
1: guitars, people. Check it out, Gilby Clark. Yeah,
0: anyway, and, I, don't mean
1: to, I don't mean to cut you off. No,
0: ahead. no, I, I I agree with you completely. Um skin and bones is on that one right yeah yeah great song but you yeah that, gel. That, but that's a great example like they didn't change anything up on this just a straight version of it but it's just and axel's in it yeah axel rose is in it and it it's gilby clark i mean it kind of like izzy they they're they have a lot of the same taste um mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a great version and You know, I'm sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's on iTunes, but, uh, and I love, I love the original Dead Flyers. That's one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs. You know, I love,
1: I love the original. I actually like the Gilby version better.
0: It's hard to, I mean, it's, I, I can't argue with that. It's, it's so good. It's a, it's a, it's a great cover and good song. So, speaking
1: of, I don't mean, another social distortion, just you got to check it, you should check out sometime if you ever heard it. He, speaking of the Stones, he covers, uh, Backstreet Girl. Well, he also does "Under My Thumb," don't they? Yeah, you're, he
0: does. You're right. And that—I mean—that's kind of going a little bit more towards the original "Backstreet Girl." You know, is a really slow song, right? Um,
1: not the social distortion version,
0: right? Yeah. Th- what,
1: what else? What else do you have?
0: Well, I was going to uh, bring up an album that—well, uh, two songs off an album that I think you and I could probably uh, talk about for a little bit here. Um, it's two songs: um, Metallica covering "Whiskey in a Jar," which is a cover of. Thin Lizzy's version of "Whiskey in a Jar," which is a cover of a traditional Irish song, am I correct? Right, yeah, and, you are. And also their version of Bob Seger's "Turn the Page." I, I would say if I were ranking these, "Turn the Page" is my favorite cover song of all time.
1: Wow, wow, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would even put that as my favorite cover by Metallica, but it, um, but it's
0: it's good. I just love it, you know, with Hammett playing the slide, and and it, to me. It, to me, there's more emotion in it than the Bob Seger version. Call me crazy, but uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love "Turn the Page" and "Whiskey in a Jar." Is I don't know what you what you think about it, but I absolutely love the song. I would think you'd probably like it since you're a big Thin Lizzy fan. I
1: love, 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 love the Thin Lizzy version, uh, and I think Metallica did a good job with it. But Thin Lizzy one is, uh, yes, it's amazing.
0: Well, what's your and that's
1: what, one where Metallica really kind of stuck with.
0: Right. In, yeah, the they they still play it. Um, And they they play it, not every show, but it's not infrequent, you know, to hear them play it. So, what is your favorite Metallica cover song? Um,
1: you know, staying on that same album, I do really like the uh, they brought in all those different people when they did Tuesday's Gone. Oh yeah, I really like that. Maybe that may be my favorite one. Um, and I do think they do a really Am I Evil is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of people wouldn't know that that's a cover, but let's see what else did they do that? See, I, I would have thought you
0: would have said the Misfits "Die Die Die, My Darling."
1: No, if I were to name a Misfits, they do. I think their version of "Last Caress" is cool.
0: Yeah, the, and th- that's an entire double album of covers that they've done, and that, that thing sold pretty well because "Whiskey in a Jar" and "Turn the Page" were two pretty big singles for them. Yeah, what mm-hmm. you got? What you got, Chris? Let's
1: see. Um, you know, one that I. One that I love is, um, and this is another one where I think they just made the song better. But, uh, yeah, this is just going to kind of show how we're all over the map with our taste and all. But the Lemonheads, Mrs. Robinson. Mm. The old Simon and Garfunkel song.
0: Yeah, that's... And, what, what was the the one kind of hit that they got, they got a lot of radio play? Um, they had a few
1: of them. I mean, that... Trying to even think of it, I mean that one I think had a little bit of success, Mrs. Robinson.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when I think of the Lemonheads, um, I'm drawing a blank on the single. But I mean, they I, had a lot,
1: they they had several. Um, if I could talk, um, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, I mean, this song is off. It's a shame about Ray, which is just a really good album. For whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank when I think of song t- titles.
0: But yeah, you're right, Mrs. Robinson. is it's a great it's a great cover, and it they didn't change a whole lot of a, a whole lot up on it.
1: No. And I just think it's one of those ones I think is, I think they did a better job. Uh, I mean, I just, I like the version better. It's more for me. One, two, uh, this is just, I'll go ahead and throw another one. That's this one is kind of off the wall, but, um, and I can't think of the guy who originally did the song, but Joan Jett, Crimson and Clover.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't think it's, a, it's an
1: old song. But I love her version. I think that's a really, really cool song.
0: No that that is a good one. I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank on that. Um, and well, I'm, it's it's, a, it's probably
1: a lesser, to, at least to us anyway. It's a lesser known name.
0: Right, um, right. Yeah, that's a good song. that That is a random one that you would remember. That one.
1: Yeah, I, just, I love it. I, I mean, that's my that's my favorite song by her.
0: Let Let me throw one out here and and. And see your take on it. it. It's actually a cover song, but I and, and guarantee you, most people don't know this. Um, Quiet Riot doing "Come On Feel the Noise" originally by Slade.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the song. I mean, we we uh, we talked about this before, the podcast. We both grew up on on uh, that '80s rock, the, the hair bands, and uh, yeah, that's that's a really that's a really good one. And you're right. I bet you. God, i bet you at least not at least 90 of the population 90 of people that know that song don't know that's the cover
0: and their their other kind of hit was, was it mama we're all crazy now that was a cover as well wasn't it
1: yeah but they, well that's the thing they were covering i think the reason why they did they were covering bands that were they were big in the uk but not in the u.s and so the, the people just don't really know those songs you know, just like I mean, there's certain bands are that were huge, that were huge over there, that didn't do well over here. Like, for example, T Rex. You know, Slate kind of fits in that category. I think they had some pretty good success over there, but not here.
0: Yeah, and you know that song was huge on MTV, and you know some people say kind of launched the the hair the hair rock movement. If you want to call first, it a movement, or at least metal
1: the album to reach number one on Billboard, right?
0: I believe that's their claim to fame. Did you see yeah, the, Did you see them when we were in college, when they were in Oxford? No. Uh-huh. That was, uh, we'll have to, when we have our friend Kate on, Kate actually interviewed them on uh, Rebel yeah, Radio. Yeah, I've,
1: I've seen the video. He showed me that before. He showed me when we were in college.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, the guy, uh, is it Dubrow? Was that, was that his first Kevin name? Kevin Dubrow. Kevin Dubrow, yeah. Well, yeah. also, if, if I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard it, oasis does a cover of that it's a b-side on a single i actually bought it in a record store in atlanta um, a couple years ago and i love oasis and it's not i think they're doing it more just kind of to have fun and playing around in the studio but it's very true to the original but um very do a very good job on it that one's gonna be hard to find but i never heard it and well speaking of british cover songs um, I love the version that the Wallflowers do of Heroes by David Bowie. Uh,
1: it, you know, it, it's not bad, but that's one where I, I do really like the original much better.
0: Well, and that's but, that's a tough one to cover because it's so, you know, it's a unique song structure with that um, the feedback on the guitar basically playing through almost the entire song. And you kind of, it's a very that's a very beloved song by yeah. Bowie fans and just, you know, the casual listener, but that's one that stuck out to me. I know it was on like the Godzilla soundtrack or whatever. And that's where you see a lot of used to, used to see a lot of cover songs on, um, you know, these, these soundtracks before, mm-hmm. before people started doing, um, you know, entire albums of them.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Sticking though with, uh, with David Bowie covers, um, I know you said you're not huge into the band, but and I know. You like some of their stuff. Uh, Nirvana, I think we just did some great covers period, but there, you know, the man who sold the world was a good one. And then that, that, uh, MTV unplugged. They did where they did the lead belly. Where did he sleep last night? Man, mm-hmm. I think that's one of Kurt Cobain's best performances of all time. I love that, that cover. Um, I like the original too, like lead belly. And what? then he does, they also cover on that album. They do, um, one that, that a lot of people may not know is a cover, but it's a song called Jesus Doesn't Want Me for a Sunbeam, which is uh, it's uh, they were one of Kurt's favorite bands they're were called they called the Vaselines and I think they're out of Sweden and he didn't change up, the. he didn't really change it up much to make it his own, but all three of those I think are just fantastic covers by Nirvana
0: Well the man who sold the world I'll be honest with you, for a long time I thought that was a Nirvana song
1: well, you know, I mean, that's kind of what happens with a lot of cover songs. You know, we, how many of them have we already named on here? Right. We've named a lot of them. People just don't know because the person who wrote the song just, it was never really a hit, you know, and, and I mean, i tell you one, another one lately that's kind of become that way people, you know, now, if you watch any of these, um, seems like every kind of singing competition show you watch somebody's doing hallelujah, but it's always the Jeff Buckley version.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, a lot of people probably don't know it's a Leonard Cohen song, but um, but, but Jeff Buckley does deserve you know all the credit in the world. I mean, that's a fantastic cover. What else you got?
0: Is it Buckley the one that drowned in the Mississippi River in Memphis? Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah, he was here recording and decided to go for a swim.
0: Man, that's uh, I know that would not be. He
1: was he was he was really starting to get a name. I mean, I think the guy was going to be. He, he's. Now, there's obviously a legacy around him, but I think he was gonna be, I think he was probably gonna get big.
0: Well, speaking of big, your thoughts on the Spaghetti Incident by Guns N' Roses? I have a couple of songs off of that. I'll tell you those in a minute. But just your overall impression of that? That is an entire album of cover songs.
1: I like it, and I know a lot of Guns N' Roses fans don't. I really like the album, but what do we talk about a lot here? I like punk music, so I know a lot of these songs. I'm familiar with a lot of these songs. Um, you know the the ones, the ones that really stand out for me, of course, is um, is the Johnny Thunders "Can't Put Your Arm er, Arm Around a Memory." Um, the uh, why can I not think of the name of the Dead Boys song? Um, I'm drawing a blank here.
0: Well, you know the, Any, oh, go ahead. But anyway, the, the Dead Boys, I can't think, I cannot even think of the name of
1: it, and then. Um, They do the Damned New Rose. Uh, I think I think those are all cool songs.
0: Yeah, my my favorite two off of it are uh, Since I Don't Have You, which is actually a cover of a doo-wop song. Yeah, it is a good one. And then Down on the Farm, which is by a punk band called the UK Suggs. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of trivia. Uh, Down on the Farm was the last song Steven Adler performed live with Guns N' Roses until... He got you know back with them for a couple of shows on this last tour, uh, Farm Aid. Um, yeah, they played civil oh, that- they played Civil War, and then Axel is actually you know Axel and Izzy are actually from Indiana, and Axel goes, "We don't know a country song," and he goes, uh, "If you can take a joke, this is our version of a country song," and they're breaking it down on the farm.
1: Yeah, the, I I'm not that, just the song I was thinking of it came to me. Uh, the Dead Boys, ain't it fun?
0: Yeah, it's with uh, was it Michael Monroe from. Um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um Hanoi Rocks. Hanoi Rocks, yeah. Yeah, he's on that song. That yeah, that's a good song. It actually <laughs> the song gets a little dark. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, as it's a great song, which by the way, that's a great great punk band that a lot of people are not familiar with, The Dead Boys. Great band. Um, actually you can you could throw a cover song of theirs as one that I really love. They did uh, the Stones, Tell Me. Hmm. And uh really cool. Are they British? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there seemed to well, be. No,
1: no, no, no. I was thinking of the damn The damn is no. The Dead Boys are. Uh, the Dead Boys were out of Ohio.
0: Okay. And they, end up,
1: they ended up moving over to uh, and became a part of that New York scene of the late seventies. But cause... yeah, they were from. I want to say Cleveland.
0: Okay. For some reason, I was thinking, um, thinking. Well, a lot of those
1: bands were, you know, and a lot of those bands that they covered on that album were British
0: speaking of British I, speaking of the Brits the song that we talked about in our first ever episode um, is Rod Stewart's version of cigarettes and alcohol off Oasis first album definitely made I need to go listen to that I still haven't heard it that a- that album is actually really good I think it's called when we were the young boys and mm-hmm. it's mainly covers of, I believe most of like British artists they do uh, he does a song called hotel chambermaid and um, oh gosh. Drawing a blank on, on the rest of them, but w- the way it's the way they arrange it and the way they play it, it truly sounds like it's just a Faces song. Oh and, wow, I'll have to check that. You one know, because that's a good, just kind of sloppy bar band song to begin with. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what you think, but I think Rod Stewart has like one of the two or three greatest voices in rock music.
1: Yeah, he, he really, he really, especially that early stuff, you know, the, um, that Jeff Beck album, Truth. Yes. That's a, it's a great album. I mean, that was really, I mean, that was, I mean, I know everybody talks about Zeppelin ripping off all these blues artists. Well, that album came before Zeppelin, and if you listen to Truth, you'll say, wow, this sounds just like Zeppelin. Well, the fact is, Zeppelin sounds just like the Jeff Beck band. Right. Um, that was a, that is a great rock record if you like if you like rod stewart's voice and you like early led zeppelin you got to check out jeff beck truth
0: and, and notice when i was talking about rod stewart i said rock voices not great american songbook voices
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean he he was the, the you know late 60s through you know the 70s just a great great rock and roll voice you know yes he has i mean he's right up there with like paul rogers absolutely mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love hearing him sing rock music, not this other stuff that he seems to have fallen in love. But speaking of cover songs, he does a great Tom Waits cover, um, "Downtown Train."
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's not a bad cover. I just love the the Tom Waits. You know, um, Tom Waits is just it's a real emotional sounding song, and Rod Stewart just made it a pop hit, which you know was huge for him. But that's one that, that falls into that category where most people would not know it's a cover
0: song. Right. Do you, do you have any others that you can think of of like people wouldn't that know that's a cover song?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. I can't really think of any that are that people just wouldn't know. I mean, some songs that I would that I would talk about though that I, just some, a few others that I would name. Uh, since you you got your uh, your hair band went in, with quite right. I'm going to throw mine in. My probably my favorite pair band is being called faster pussycat and they did the uh carly simon song you're so vain mm-hmm. never put it on an album but it was thrown on some i think some compilations and and uh, maybe some kind of a hits collection that they had and those guys will still i don't think they've done it in a while but they they would they still are there's a good chance they'll still throw that one out live they, well, they just did a really really rock, good rock version
0: that song just, um, for, for not being like on an album. That song gets played all the time on Hair Nation on Sirius X. Yeah.
1: it's it's a big hair band cover, for sure. It just I don't know why they never put it on an album and tried to release it as a single, but it's it's a good one. Um I'm trying to think of some other ones I'm just we've talked about this one before but when we talk about it, it's I'm almost hesitant to name it because it's you know, a faster pussycat when you can at least find. This one, the only way you can find it, as far as I know, is by getting on YouTube. We talked about this on a prior podcast. Ron Adams doing Iron Maiden's Wasted Years. Um, you know, I, I don't think I need to tell anybody, even if you've never heard Iron Maiden's version, I don't think I need to tell anybody that it's not any kind of a ballad or <laughs> slow song. I mean, if you know Maiden, you know they Maiden, Maiden doesn't do ballads. And um, Ron Adams just made it like a really sad tortured sounding song yeah and yeah. i mean very slow just it's it's an amazing cover i mean you talk about taking something and making it your own and, well, I, and i love the iron maiden version but ryan adams just made such a cool version
0: yeah i have actually i have three songs that are three cover songs that he's done that i really like um obviously the one that everybody knows is wonderwall off love Is hell and I think uh-huh. we mentioned this before, I saw an interview with Noel Gallagher, and he said, he, he said you know, he wrote the song, and he goes, I didn't know what the song was about until I heard Ryan Adams sing it. And yeah. and also, he covers Alice in Chains, Down in a Hole, on the Follow the Light" EP, and then, most recently, uh, you know, he covered Taylor Swift's 1999 album, and I love his version of Bad Blood.
1: Yeah, that's good, and the best one, and this is, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever even heard the Taylor Swift version, because I don't, you know, I don't have and this is not to bash taylor swift i think she's a obviously a gifted gifted songwriter but um the song uh said uh out of the woods mm-hmm. that's my favorite one on there that's so uh, I, I can't can't tell you how it really is as a cover because i don't know the original but that's that was definitely my favorite one off
0: 1989 yeah and he's just he's just a genius just, yeah all it is to it he he uh when I first heard that this 1989 thing, I was like, well, maybe he's he's finally bit off more than he can chew and and honestly, I didn't listen to it when it first came out and then one day I was like, I'm just going to I'm going to hop over on Spotify and take a listen and I was like, holy cow, this is actually really good.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it and I, and we we said this before that album is you may think it is, but it's not a goof. You know, 1989 is not a goof at all. I mean, he is He's just a fan, like I said. He, she's a she's a gifted songwriter, and he, he's just able to appreciate what she does.
0: You know, supposedly he he um, back in his heroin days uh, recorded a a version of um, the Strokes' uh, "This Is It" album, and I may be wrong, but I'm wanting to I'm wanting to say I read he did it on a banjo. Oh,
1: that'd be cool to hear.
0: Uh, I think so that's he,
1: one of those that's one of those bands that you know, kind of that trendy, popular That That's a good band.
0: You, you, so you're you're a fan of them?
1: I, I do like those first couple of records. Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, it's catchy. It's really
0: catchy. They kind of were uh, the they kind of were the darlings of the press there for a while.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's a, it's kind of a trendy one. But they're they, I mean, they, they were worth the hype. They were, I mean, good band. Um, one that I have is kind of a, a random one. Is uh, it's a band called Youth Group, and they're uh, a really laid back slow. Just indie rock band, and they did uh, "Forever Young." And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Rod Stewart. Um, I'm not talking about Bob Dylan. I'm talking about the '80s song. I can't even I don't even know who does it.
0: Was oh, that Paul? Um, if I had my computer in front of me, I could yeah. Like
1: I, I don't I don't know who originally did it, but it's you know of course it's it's the one it's it's on Napoleon Dynamite. You know that when they're in the, the prom and they're playing that song mm-hmm. that. that but that's a you know that's they do a really good just really slow version. I think you would like that one. Honestly, you ought to check that song well, out. What's
0: the band's name?
1: Youth Group.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a really good one. And that's obviously that's recent since it was on Napoleon Dynamite. Well, they their version isn't the original. Is on that. Oh, that's okay. what I'm trying. trying Anybody's listening, I'm trying to tell because I can't think of the name of the band. I'm trying to make sure you know what song I'm talking about.
1: And that's something most people know. That movie, and uh, the original version is in that movie, not Youth Group.
0: I was but, gonna. Um, I was going to ask you: Are you are you a fan of the Talking Heads version of uh, Al Green's "Take Me to the River"?
1: Not particularly. I mean, it's not it's not bad, but not particularly.
0: Um, do you do you like the Al Green version?
1: It's okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess that kind of tells you everything you need to know. I mean, I'm not huge into either version.
0: Okay. Well, I, that was one that I'm sure a lot of people don't know was a cover song as well that they've kind of made their own there for a while.
1: Um, I got a I got a uh, another kind of, I guess, um, random one to throw out. You throw out to you the urge overkill. Remember that, they did that Neil Diamond girl, you'll be a woman soon, right? And it was on a uh, pulp in fiction the, uh, overdose. Yeah, the overdose scene of a pulp fiction, right. Love that song, love their version.
0: You know, and at first when you hear it, it almost sounds kind of silly. But then the more you listen to it, you're like, no, they're taking this is this is a this is a serious song.
1: Yeah, that yeah, I think that's a really cool song.
0: What what uh, you know? I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm not familiar with them other than that remake of their song. Are they are they thrash or are they?
1: No, urge, no, urge overkill was not at all. Um, just a rock band um no but definitely not thrash they they're not they're not metal anything like that but uh because they had and they had another i uh, I can actually hear the song in my head right now I can't think they did have another hit on the radio well
0: that was pretty that much that time their, frame that so so the, they did have another hit other than that they
1: did yeah they did have one that you would know you know kind of that 90s thing which by the way Stay tuned, folks. That's another one we want to talk about coming up in a future podcast. We want to talk about '90s albums, but we only we want to exclude the Nirvanas. That, that we want to do the where we talk about the soulless albums and bands like that. Just that that era of the '90s albums that are favorites of ours. So it's one we yeah. talked about Nirvana. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that
0: that's going to be a good one, and and I I got a feeling that one could get pretty random. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of them on there that are just. I mean, they're, but I, I do want to kind of stick to, song, to stuff that at least people, maybe it was at least made it to radio. may not have been huge, but at least made it to radio. I don't want to do the completely obscure stuff that I do a lot of times. Um, I know, I think we're about wrapping up. You got any more? That
0: you well, had I, I had two more I wanted to ask you about. I know you're a big uh, Iron Maiden fan. Yeah. Have you heard Stryper's version of The Trooper?
1: Yes, and I can't place it right now but um I, I know they did stripers another band that did one of those just full on cover albums
0: yeah it's called the covering they actually did that which was really good and they did a lights out by UFO which was really good and one that they just knocked out of the park on that is uh Kansas is uh, carry on my wayward son which mean, you know Michael sweets one of the got one of the all-time great voices He can sing anything yeah.
1: well I love heaven I love the, the Sabbath heaven or hell
0: yeah that well yeah they also do um Another Sabbath song, um, "After Forever," that's on the actual album though. That's not yeah, on the cover of Yeah, album. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was on,
1: that's, that was on an album. But uh, that's,
0: that's but yeah,
1: that that uh that version of Heaven and Hell is really good.
0: And I had like Heaven and Hell. I had one more, and then um we'll throw it to you, and then we can wrap it up. Have you heard Velvet Revolvers version of Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads? No, I ha- I don't think I have. That's a that's another one that um stood out to me and. I think we've co- covered pretty much everything I had kind of scribbled down. Um, is yeah, there I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's for the – I mean, that's. I think I've covered most all of mine. The um, few others that I would at least make mention of, you know, this is – I think um, one we kind of forgot, a, 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 a glaring, you know, one that we kind of left out is uh, Joe Cocker, a little help from my friends.
0: I mean, he, his yeah. whole, he owes his whole career to cover songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. Um, another big one, Johnny Cash Hurt.
0: All right, sorry. So, I, I'm glad you brought that up. That is, <laughs> that is a great example of why this is impossible. That That is as good in my eyes as Metallica's Turned the Page, and most people are going to say it's a whole lot better, but that I believe Reznor said that's a Johnny Cash song now.
1: Sounds like one. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like one. The, um,
0: maybe the best video of all time. The sad video. Very yeah, sad.
1: Really sad video. But those, yeah, that kind of yeah. The, the last ones I would say. Um, just some random ones. Um, you know, Van Halen, he really got me. He's great. Uh, I tell you, a, a Pearl Jam one I really liked was that they. And I, and I know some, I remember my my
0: girlfriend at the time. God, she hated that song. But uh, Last Kiss. Yeah, and that and was one of the, and that was supposed to be for their uh, fan club only. Like it, 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 has,
1: it just has that fifties, you know, that fifty storytelling, just sad tale. And uh, I just I like the song. I like the I like it lyrically. I like the way Better does it. It's that's a good one. Um, and then just last few, I'd say you know, I, I like Ugly uh, Kid Joe, Cats in the Cradle, and one more going with kind of the uh, hair band type is. Uh, uh, and which also a lot of people would not realize was a cover, was uh, Tesla Signs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then Tesla actually did two cover albums called Real to Real.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: uh, But I, I'm surprised you didn't mention your boys, Motley Crue, uh, doing Smoking in the Boys Room.
1: That's a good one. You know, it's not – that is a good one. And, they, and they've done a couple of cool covers. I, their, uh, their Helter Skelter is awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think they, uh, they did a
1: really cool version of *Health Skelter. Really rocked it out.
0: Yeah, they played. No, I think they played *Anarchy* in the UK when I when I when I saw them. But yeah, yeah, they
1: usually do. They they do they. Well, they're supposed to be done now, but they were playing that song at the end. You know, pretty much every time you saw them. Um, and then. I mean, one other one just kind of comes off is, is I did, one I just thought of is uh, REM did a really cool version of uh, of um, Lennon. Um, yeah, why well, can I kind of think of number nine, number dream, nine, dream, dream
0: yes. number nine,
1: dream number nine? Yes, they did, they did a really cool version of that.
0: I'm glad you yes. mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned REM because I forgot to scribble it down. Uh and I know most people don't know this is a cover song. Strange off Document is a great song and that's a cover song. Yeah. But yeah, that, that um number nine dream, that is good. That's off of uh I think the title of the album is Instant Karma. Uh it's a tribute album to uh to Lennon.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. I have it I, I have the song. I have this, but I don't have the, the Lennon album. I just had that song downloaded, but
0: are you are yeah, you are uh, you a big Lennon Solo fan?
1: Uh, do I really like the first two albums. Um, after that, I like songs. I don't really like the albums. Um, I just like songs. But, but yeah, the the first two, Plastic um, Ono Band and Imagine, both of those are really good. Well, but those... yeah, when, after, after that, it's kind of, eh, especially once he added Yoko into the mix. I mean. We talk about bad music.
0: Blame it all on Yoko.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that's 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 my that's my part. Uh, I think it's things have been fun. I mean, hopefully we um. I mean, some of these I think people will probably agree with a lot of the picks, and some of them we probably named people didn't know were covers, and some of them we named people probably want to go check out.
0: And, uh, um, and we're probably going to get a hundred responses saying you left out th- this song and this song, which is easily. Uh, I,
1: and I know I did. I, guilty as charged. Like I said, I know I left out a
0: you, lot. You could, it's just you, tough to think of it. Yeah, like with Johnny Cash, the last four or five years of his career, there not, was nothing but... Co- with the uh, Rick Rubin recordings.
1: Yeah, I mean, he covered a, a Waits song. He
0: covered, Soundgarden? Uh, yeah. Rusted Cage? He,
1: yeah, Soundgarden, uh, Tom Waits. He covered... Um,
0: Depeche Bill Mode?
1: Yeah. There's several others too that he covered. I just can't think of them right now, but yeah, he did, he did a lot of cover songs.
0: Well, we'll probably in the future at some point do a Johnny Cash episode. Um,
1: that or, that or even a classic country something.
0: Yeah. So, uh, this is going to wrap it up. And, uh, like I said, folks, this is our first attempt at trying it with, uh, Chris in Memphis and, and me down in Jackson. And, uh, if the audio doesn't turn out perfect, um, don't hold that against us. We'll we'll do what we can to fix it in the future. But most importantly, uh, if you like these songs, buy them. Um, like we said, buy music. It, it keeps the artist uh, keeps them employed, and it keeps a lot of people that um, that they support employed and putting out good new music. But make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. That, that's the, that's huge for us. Um, just subscribe to it you automatically will be notified uh, on your device when uh, a new one comes out. Uh, probably going to stick with releasing them on Sunday nights or Monday mornings. Um, that seems to have gone well. Uh, and, and once again, if you have any feedback for us, just send us a, something on Twitter or Facebook, or uh, you can leave responses on the SoundCloud page. But we'll get see you next week. Talk to you later, Chris. All right. Yep.